The great comparative literature and mythology professor Joseph Campbell once said, follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And doors will open where you did not know they were going to be. The spirit of the podcast is to learn how former Wego Wildcats followed their bliss and for us to get inspired and learn from their stories. Welcome to Wego Places. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at West Chicago High School since 2001. I'm excited to welcome today's guest, Colette Salinas, 2013 Wego graduate, as she is our first interview with a recent student who's joining us in the ranks as an educator. Colette attended Augustana and majored in history and secondary education. Currently, Colette teaches middle school social studies in Hanover Park, Illinois. Okay, today joining us for our episode of We Go Places is Colette Salinas, class of 2013. Colette, uh, what do you do? I am a middle school social studies teacher. Oh, wow. So where do you teach? In Hanover Park at a school called Springwood Middle School. Cool. How long have you been there? Actually, only since October. Kind of have a weird story. (laughs) Nice. So... Walk me through how, so you left WeGo, where'd you go off to school and how, what was the road that got you to becoming a middle school elementary school or a a, a middle school history teacher? Yes. Uh, I actually went to Augustana College, which also was influenced from WeGo (laughs) because I had great teachers that went to Augustana from there. Uh, Mr. Chisholm, I believe would probably be an influence of that, correct? Yes. And Mr. Hayes. Nice. Oh, they'll love hearing that. Yeah. Uh, I, when I was in high school, I fully planned on actually going into the medical field. And that was very much uh, my family pushing that on me. I didn't necessarily want that, but, you know, it's a safe career. But it actually was uh, Mr. Keltroni that made me really start to think, okay, maybe I should be a social studies teacher. I had always loved history. Uh, and I just had never considered it until I was a senior at WeGo. Actually, I was a student assistant and he actually let me kind of help him create lessons and look at uh, the way to grade stuff because I had done Western Civ for him in the past. So that was kind of my first taste into it. That's great. Do you remember what uh, what part of history was the one that really kind of hooked you in the most? Uh I've changed over the years what I like the most, but it has always been European history for me, just because I'm first generation American on both sides of my family. So American history, honestly, never resonated with me with that much. Now, when you, so you went off to Augustana and then you had a kind of a, a switch from maybe pre-med and then you went into history. Uh, what was some of your coursework like? Uh, Augustana is really big on because it's a liberal arts college. So the first year you do stuff from all over. But once I got into history, it's a lot of like explorative stuff. Like we did inquiry, we did simulations. There was one where we essentially were in the court of Henry VIII and we were trying to decide if we were going to break from the Church of Rome. So So that that sounds like a really cool simulation. So how did you get materials to kind of synthesize your argument for that? Uh, Actually, it was pretty lucky because Tudor history is specifically kind of my area of expertise. And the the role that I got was supposed to bad talk Anne Boleyn, which if you know anything about that, why that would have been a thing. 
But so I actually knew a lot about her. So I could make up lies without even having to do research. So that sounds like yeah. a cool class. So in your, so when did you start to narrow into history education and, and did you have to have like a, a research, a research thesis? I kind of officially decided at the end of my freshman year, just because education at Augustana, there's so many credits we have to take. You basically have to declare early. You can't wait till a sophomore, like a lot of people do. But I actually bounced, ironically enough, between history education and history edu- or uh, English education for a long time. I couldn't decide which of those two I wanted to teach. But then I realized I love literature because of history and how they play together. So that's what made me stay there. That's so great. And so senior senior year, we don't really have like a thesis in the same way that like a regular history major. Uh, would but we did do like a presentation and mine was basically uh, why Holocaust and um, education is really important. Did you uh, so tell me more about that the research did did it focus primarily on World War Two or did you look at other areas where similar types of atrocities occurred? Uh, it was focusing in on World War II to begin with, but then using that to compare it to other genocides because most students have heard of the Holocaust, but they haven't heard of Rwanda or the Armenian genocide or what's happening now in some countries. And my biggest thing about teaching history is having these moments of, yes, we have changed, we have grown, but that doesn't mean we have to stop. You So that was your senior project. Where When did you... Where did you have your student teaching experience? At a school in Davenport, Iowa, because Augustana is on the border of Illinois and Iowa. What was that experience like? It was, I had, I feel like I had the best setup because my co-op and I were very similar and there was another um, Augustana person doing their student teaching and we actually had a common planning period. So we got to like pull all of, our heads together, us and our cooperating teachers. So there was four of us doing stuff. And at the time, the school was redoing their curriculum and our two cooperating teachers let us create it, basically. What were some of the things that you created in in the, uh, because I imagine having such a fresh set of eyes and and knowing that you're that much closer to this kind of merger of all things that are technology and everything that you have available to you now that wouldn't have been available to teachers of my generation, what were some of the the kind of fun risks that you took with designing curriculum? Uh, I, they were a one-to-one school, which is cool. So that was something getting used to as well. Uh, But so there was a lot of inquiry based things because they can do research at the drop of a hat, which I don't think uh, at least my cooperating teacher who was in her 20th year of teaching at the time, um, had used a lot. What was like maybe one of those uh, inquiry based projects that you did? Uh, I would, the culminating project that I did, uh, for my ed TPA and it was at the end of my student teaching experience, they actually created their own countries and they had to kind of decide the government and, uh, how their economy would work, what their culture would look like based on, you know, where they specifically put their island nation. Okay, so so the, the, the initial setup was that it had to be an island nation. How much control did yeah. they have over, like, geography or different types of natural resources? 
Uh, well, that they they had spent the whole you know like twelve weeks that I was there learning about various places in the world. So, for example, if they put their island off the coast of Africa, they're going to have a different geography than if they had put it near Ireland. Ah, I got okay. So I see. So like so that part of the the, the the evaluation also had to include the type of temperate zones and latitudes uh, as well. Okay, that's a great idea. That's cool. So. You finished your student teaching in Davenport, Iowa. Then how did you make your way to Hanover Park? Well, my first year of teaching, I actually was in a charter school on the south side of Chicago called Epic Academy. And one of the founding teachers of that school was actually from Augustana. And then I decided at the end of last year that it was not for Mm -hmm. me. Actually spent the first part of this year filling in a maternity leave position at Yorkville High School, and then somehow found my way here in Hanover Park. So, what what classes are you teaching the, this year? Uh, we ju- uh, it's kind of more like general social studies versus history. So, I have all of seventh grade. For social nice. Studies. So, what? How would you explain? How would you describe Hanover Park? It's not far from us in West Chicago. Is it just right down 59? Yeah. Uh, uh, closer. It's off of Stearns okay. and Lake Street. but still far. Uh, it's very similar population-wise to West Chicago. I would say it's actually even more diverse than West Chicago is because there's a very uh, large Asian population here. Now, what is it that... It- what have been some of your like success stories in teaching? What are some of your experiences where you're like, you know what, I'm in the right place? Uh, yeah, I I have a moment almost every day, no matter how hard that day was, where I'm like, I am where I'm supposed to be, mostly because of not even just like the way the kids are academically, but the way they interact with me and each other is amazing they come to me they open up to me and uh they they feel like they can talk to me whereas i know there's not every adult in this building is how do you way. think you're able to establish that because i i really think that's a really important element to teaching is that idea of creating a bond of trust or establishing that sense of relationship how how is it that your students feel that way towards you how how do you how would you how does that feel like an invitation of of sorts that you're able to establish that I think it's partly and this is nothing of my own control being Mm -hmm. young but I'm hoping it'll last as long as I am a teacher but what I do I'm very open about everything I tell them about my life obviously not in great detail but especially populations like these and when I taught on the south side last year they think their teachers are nothing like them have not have not experienced the things that they have and personally I didn't have a great growing up experience and that's one of the reasons I wanted to go into education because I knew I could connect to students in a way that some a lot of people teachers can't and I tell the kids this I'm like hey I didn't have much growing up. I just bought my first car last year and I was able to do that because of school. I went to school, I worked hard and I, you know, helped, I took what had happened to me and made myself stronger because of it. And I really appreciate it. Um, what are you working on now? 
I actually am redesigning the curriculum here at Hanover so what are, what are some of the initial challenges of redesigning a curriculum? That sounds like a daunting task for a first uh, year teacher. Yeah, it's definitely a lot, but Illinois just adopted new social studies standards. I don't, can't remember if it was this year officially or last year. And we ha we were not hitting a lot of those. So there was a need to revamp a lot of it. And so we're at a position where like, how do we fit all of this information in? Because the way it used to be taught here is that essentially is American history across sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And that's all they did in terms of social studies. But these standards, they pull in economics, they pull in um, geography, they pull in civics, all of this stuff. And that cannot be covered by just teaching American history. So I'm trying to figure out a way to break it up so that the kids yeah. get more from it. What do you, so what do you do that kind of keeps you like intellectually sharp or what are, how do you continue to learn and challenge yourself? I am really looking into continuing education. Uh, this upcoming school year, I'll be doing a Spanish for educators class. And I think that'll even help me more with relationships with my students because so many of them are, you know, Hispanic. And I think they can relate to me in a way again, that they don't with other people. And then I'm hoping I'm also looking into getting national oh, board man. certified get a master's excellent, degree. Excellent. Now, Colette, you've had a, a great story, you know, coming from WeGo, the experiences that you had with uh, the teachers there heading off to Augustana uh, and uh, what you did in Davenport and now your first year uh, at Hanover Park. Uh, what are some tips of, for success uh, for current WeGo students that will get them on the right path? Uh, what would you, what would you offer up as a, as a words of wisdom? My number one thing would be, A, go into something that you're going to love. And that doesn't necessarily have to be through going to college. If you like to work with cars and you want to be a mechanic, do that, own that. But you also must realize that you have to get through high school before you can do those things. And because when it comes at the end of the day, we have a society, whether it's right or wrong, that if you don't have a high school diploma, you can't do a lot. And if you don't like the position you are in as a young adult, the only way you can really get past it is if you build yourself up. And the number one way to do that is through education. I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm a teacher, but that's what it was for me. I used school as an escape from the rest of the things that were happening in my life. And I said, I don't want to experience those as an adult. And that's why that's I'm here. Perfect. I mean, it, I like that how you said that. Own it. That's that's spot on. One last question for you, and thank you so much uh, for being so generous with your time. What would you? What are we some book recommendations that that you think that would be for the aspiring history students uh, that you would uh, recommend? Number one, and I think some of them read it in school, but if you haven't, is Night by Ely Wiesel. And then I'm trying to think of a second one. I've read so many books that I can't even keep it straight in my brain. Uh, Night is essential reading. You're absolutely right. I would probably say, um, I can't remember the author. I think there's multiple authors of this, but uh, What If? It basically takes these important historical events and ask the question, you know, what if something had happened 
uh, that was integral to that situation. So for example, I think the very first one is, well, mm -hmm. what if Jesus wasn't crucified? And there's so many questions in that book that helps you question yourself and then possibly uh, realize your bias and how you view the world, which I feel like that's important for students of history, especially, but anybody should have an understanding of maybe why they see things the way they do. Well, Colette, thank you so much for the interview. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to We Go Places. If you know of a great guest for this podcast, send me an email at b-t-u-r-n-b-a-u-g-h at d94.org. Music provided by Joe Villacat.